We are what we eat, and our bodies and how we feel is the direct result of our food intake. Beyond diets and countless health benefits, food has a specific function and the better we know how food acts in our bodies, the more it can positively influence our lives. And that's our topic in this hour, the function of food. From performance to good sleep, here on An Organic Conversation, your show on everything that makes life worth living. I'm Helge Helberg. We had many shows on diets, such as paleo, gluten-free, vegan or vegetarian, and as many shows on health through food, including mental health, emotional health, and, of course, physical health. We all know food is incredibly powerful. It can make us sleepy or wake us up. It can make us fast or enduring. It can make us focused or calm. It can make us feel warm or cold. It can make us feel great or awful. How can we learn which foods work in what specific way? Well, today we are starting that conversation on what to pay attention to, the function of food, from performance to good sleep. All that and more coming up in just a minute here on An Organic Conversation. This show is brought to you by Bowman College, a leader in the field of holistic nutrition and culinary arts. Become a nutrition consultant or a natural chef at one of their campuses or learn from home in a self-paced, mentored, distance learning program. For more information on a degree in holistic nutrition or the culinary arts, bowmancollege.org. And also thank you to Earl's Organic Produce, a national distributor of organic fruits and vegetables that has been sourcing solely organic produce for over 20 years. From grocery store to company cafeteria, from caterers to personal chefs, anyone can buy from Earl's Organic. Certified Organic Produce at earlsorganic.com. And Fry Vineyards, America's first certified organic winery, family-owned and operated. Dedicated to the highest levels of organic and biodynamic farming, Fry never adds synthetic sulfites or other preservatives to their wines. Award-winning wines at frywine.com. That's F-R-E-Y-W-I-N-E dot com. I'm Helge Helberg. And the topic in this hour is the function of food, from performance to good sleep. All that and more when we come back right after the break. Stay tuned.
And we're back here to an organic conversation. I'm Helge Helberg, and our topic in this hour is the function of food. From performance to good sleep, food is amazingly powerful, and we want to open up the conversation of what to pay attention to. With me here in the studio is Mr. Organic, Mr. Earl Herrick, the founder and owner of Earl's Organic Produce, and his son, Ben Herrick, athlete, Sonoma State graduate and former Sonoma State Seawolf baseball player, in fact, one of the pitchers of the Sonoma State Seawolves. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey, <laughs> hey, good morning. Great to be here. N nice to have you. This is a f totally food-based show, and we've talked about food. Earl, I want to start with you from so many different angles in regard to health, and there is an aspect of food of our everyday lives. We all eat three or four times a day. You have changed your diet several times throughout your life. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Tell us what your, what's your relationship to food at this point, dealing with produce every mm -hmm. day, but for you individually. Yeah. Well, right now I'm eating very, very little. I am actually just had a birthday a couple weeks ago, and, and I'm, I'm not as active. My metabolism has slowed down, even though most all my life I was high metabolism, couldn't, wouldn't gain weight, was always very lean. And now... I can definitely let myself eat three meals a day, but I would be unconscious and asleep uh, almost all the time. So I eat about once, one, one and a half meals a day. And that's, I pretty much do it uh, late afternoon. In the morning, I'll have uh, some fruit or I'll have a protein and drink a lot of water, have some coffee, uh, keep, keep the fluids going. And then uh, this is really by way of my son, Uh, I've really cut out almost all the carbohydrates, so it's really a, a protein and a vegetable. And I really felt that to be great for me. I was very heavy in the carbs with uh, lots of grain, lots of, uh, lots of fruit. And so I actually stopped eating fruit for a couple months and realized I, that kind of freaked me out um, because that's never done that before. So now it's very much seasonal fruit, not a lot of it. Uh, I'm, I'm eating a fair amount of... Uh, And my protein, it's generally uh, red meat, chicken, pork, fish, and then vegetables. It's uh, uh, mostly I've been focusing on sa on salads. How how's that working better for you than what yeah. you did before? Like, what are you observing? Well, the um, I, I I feel more even, more balanced. I don't have these big swings in appetite appetites or need for sugars. Um, I just feel much more even with my energy, and I feel lighter. So that's about it. Uh, I'm also seeking a little more sleep. I've always been somebody with four or five hours. I'm trying to get six or seven. I can't really stretch it much more than six. So I'm, you know, I, I keep on hearing radio shows about getting more sleep. So I'm trying to make that happen. But and much of that yeah. was actually inspired by you, Ben, um, as an athlete and baseball player, as a pitcher relatively young still in age but food is a huge component of being an athlete what have you played with and what have you known works best and didn't work and have you changed now uh i really started getting into my diet and what i was eating on a day-to-day -day basis uh, about a year ago really getting very knowledgeable as to the ratios of fats to proteins to carbs that i was intaking on a day-to-day -day basis usually focused around my acti my physical activity level, lifting schedule, pitching schedule, all those kind of things, and using a, uh, a nutrition log, logging all your meals, and it kind of lets you know where you are. Really? Fa yeah, fats to proteins to, uh, pro uh, to carbs, and you have these 
levels you want to hit on a day-to-day basis. And I started that basically through uh, using a nutrition expert. Mac, shout out to Max Muscle. My man, Matt, over there is a great guy. But I've always been, I mean, I grew up in an organic food family. I've always been uh, aware of the importance of eating organic and vegetables and uh, all of that stuff. But for a long time, I was the uh, the kid who didn't want to eat his vegetables was staying at the uh, dinner table after dinner <laughs> you to were eat the his only broccoli. One. <laughs> yeah, uh, the cobbler's son wears no shoes. It was I'm not sure really what it was. It was the stuff all the time, and it was green. It was weird. Uh, but as I've grown and learned more, and just pretty much kept trying to learn as much as I can about what the best uh, strategies are and how much how important food is to your performance. I've uh, gotten a little bit more specific and started increasing my uh, green vegetables, especially in leafy greens, kale, spinach, lettuce. What what did you eat before? What was it like your standard Uh, diet for the last few years at least? When I was in junior college pitching every every week or so, I was eating a lot of sandwiches just for uh, uh, easy, you go to the store, get a sandwich. Convenience. Yeah, convenience. And uh, I knew about protein and working out. I I just started lifting weights. So I, what I was reading was kind of what everybody knows: twenty five grams of, car- of proteins with some good carbs right after you work out, and you'll get bigger. Kind of generic bodybuilding type of uh, information. But as I've grown and learned more, it's more about the learn. It's more about the timing of what you're eating in in relation to when you're working out and when you're being physical and. Uh, Recently, I've been understanding the impact that eating less carbs and refined sugars and stuff can have on your uh, on your just overall energy level and performance. Have you done that? I've started to play with it. I it's I love carbohydrates. It's a it's a, <laughs> most of most us of us do. do have a deep deep addiction <laughs> to that refined sugar and empty carbohydrate. I'm a big fan of cookies, but uh, yeah, I've started to play with it to uh, try and limit the limit it as much as I can and increase the fat and protein intake to accommodate for those lost calories. And you actually saw a pretty dramatic, I must say, change in your physique, right? Uh, yeah, about a year ago. This is going back to the high-carb, high-protein diet. But uh, yeah, I put on about 10 pounds of muscle over about five months, and that was very strict. That was probably the strictest I've ever been with my nutrition. I had my calorie count I was hitting every day, and I was staying very up on that, and I was lifting a lot of weight and uh being very, very active. So I saw a pretty dramatic increase and it was pretty cool, but it was a ton of food. I was eating 300 grams of carbohydrates a day. And that's, I was sitting down to a full plate and eight ounce, eight ounce steak, a whole bunch of rice. And eventually it just begins to wear on you, the amount of food. And also just the, uh, you just, you get the carbohydrate, the carbohydrate crash. You just feel like dead. Describe that because that really the, the, the goal of the show is to, from a, from a young person's athlete perspective, as well as uh, Earl, your experience having been on this planet for quite some time, and <laughs> me as a holistic nutritionist, and really um, now more than ever for some reason, paying attention to how do I really feel? And for example, uh, I, I've cut out dairy almost entirely um, a few weeks ago and had a milkshake last week and I felt awful. It, there was actually a sting mm-hmm. in my stomach. Yeah. And, you know, whatever contributed exactly, was it the milkshake, was it what I ate before, What was it the combination, I will need to look at. But there are foods that we know 
don't work and there are foods that we learn work better and navigating that just like how do I feel really how do I feel after two mm -hmm. hours after coffee do I get yeah. nervous do I mm -hmm. um, what's what's your experience with some of those I oh, mean you, you live it, one of the cleanest diets and yeah. simplest diets that I know really well you know going back years and years when I first started become aware of looking at labels and why am I eating this and how do I feel I started I became vegetarian I was a vegetarian about three or four years and then inside of that uh, did, did fasting mo mono diets did you learn about vegetarianism or did you just cut out meat and well I, I live with a group of people we uh, we did some research uh, we got advice and uh, and collectively we we informed each other and what was your protein source I mean not that uh, and all honestly it, uh, it was probably tofu uh -huh. Um, there was always that sure. awareness and, and most of us, we came to the conclusion at that point, uh, that's overblown. Uh, American diets are too heavy in protein. I, I, I'm not, I was, I was more of a, you know, I wasn't exerting myself like an athlete either, but I was working hard, very steady, but I was also doing a lot of yoga and meditation. So, you know, that all those things mm -hmm. add together. And then from there, and I, you felt Good. Oh, I felt outstanding. Oh. Mm -hmm. I was very lean. Uh, I would I would wake up and, and be ready to go immediately. Um, when I slept, I slept hard. So yeah, it was no doubt a very, my experience was very clean. And then from there, I started integrating other foods, um, fish especially, and I felt great with fish. I think the biggest takeaway for me was moderating your diet, not overeating. That was the major thing I took away. Most of us, at least my experiences, you, you mean moderating your food intake, the, the, yeah, the sheer volume of what you eat? Yeah, Not push yourself. Plate. Yeah, exactly. Push yourself away from the table and sit while you're still hungry. And that is not something I grew up with. I grew up with that family. Absolutely, finish your plate. There's thousands of kids diving in yeah, the ben. other parts. Of the <laughs> I've I've started integrating something like that. I read an interesting article article about the tendency of people to just clean their plates because of that's the way they grew up, and the fact that we most of us overeat on the daily with pretty much every meal. I've started integrating a practice of of specifically leading, leaving probably like four or five bites left on the plate, not because I couldn't eat it, but just to be aware and put into practice that, that Great, understanding. which brings up that it's not just how food feels an hour after we eat it, but while we're eating it, right? Are we not just present to it, but are we full? Are we getting to a place of saturation where even if there's leftover, we don't need to throw it away. We can put it in a little Tupperware and eat it tonight or tomorrow. The other thing is eating is slowing down. I mean, mm -hmm. we eat so fast, or we, we can't even, our bodies haven't, we haven't registered yet how we feel. Uh, I remember I've gone through periods of time, maybe this resonates for other people, where you sit down and eat a huge amount of ice cream. And, and I realized one time, after the third spoonful, I couldn't even taste anything anymore. That's right. And I'm, Checked I'm, out. You know, it's just oral <laughs> fixation. So, I mean, all those things are great to realize, and, and they're beneficial. Because, you know, we're, uh, you know, we're here to experience. And with that Chinese, uh, uh, Chinese saying, a healthy man can eat anything. It's just about moderation. Um, so for me, I've really come away with that slow down, uh, don't eat so much, enjoy the company you're with. And once in a while, we all hit that, right? Where we have a meal where we actually notice if we pay some attention at least, how great it feels. 
I, I don't remember what I ate, but I remember a few days ago sitting down and feeling like this food is good for me. Like this, I actually recognize, not by knowing what I bought, but by how it feels that this is, my body is saying so yes to this right now. Yeah. Uh, it's it's shocking almost because it's sometimes, it's also often not the case. Uh, you know, it's not, it's not always perfect, but when it is, we have kind of a status quo of, what we can orient ourselves within, at least. There's a resonance. Yeah. You know, exactly. it resonates with you. Yeah. And uh, it's almost that let that be the it's experience. It's a conversation, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let that be the experience that you're seeking. Right. Is, yeah, I want this to resonate. I, I want to enjoy this rather than whatever else may be motivating you. How's that for you, Ben, in, in your dialogue with your own body? Are you, I mean, you're, you're an athlete, you're strong, you plow through life as young people do and yet the or, or with that do you ignore those signals commonly or have you or are you now becoming more and more attuned to even performance when you do pitch oh that? the relationship like immediately of food to your energy level and all that i'm becoming more aware of it like most young people i've thought for a long time as food is just compute complete f uh, fuel and it's just get it down get moving get on to the next thing and that's one of the in my opinion, issues with the school, normal school day is that you have very little time to sit down and really take a break and enjoy the food you're eating and because you just got to get to the next thing, got to get to the next thing, and you got baseball practice, then you're back home and you have homework. And so the process of making food, enjoying, enjoying the food with people, the whole experience around eating is really lost for a lot of college people and a lot of kids my age. I am becoming more aware just because as you get older, you uh, you become more aware of what you're eating and the, and the way you feel. You don't have that energy level to get up and go every day. And uh, how, yes, how old are you now? Twenty five. Okay, that makes me feel so much better. <laughs> <laughs> it's really becoming. I thought I'm just getting so old, but for me, it's really just becoming conscious around the food, and it's great. It's uh, like like we've been talking about. It's really becoming attuned to the way it makes you feel, and uh, with I've as my dad has been talking about with this low low carb diet i've i've tried to implement that as much as i can because i am noticing i feel better i don't feel the need i don't feel the crash during the middle of the day i can go longer on less food and more energy i still have the late night binges that we all can have we can all we can all face but i've tried i'm very harsh on myself so i tried to stop beating myself up around around what i'm eating and when and i think that's uh that's something that a lot of people can benefit from. This is an organic conversation, indeed. I'm Helga <laughs> Helberg, and uh, the topic of this week is the function of food from performance to good sleep. And I'm graced here in the studio by two outstanding men, same family, Earl Herrick, the founder and owner of Earl's Organic Produce, and Ben Herrick, his son, an athlete, Sonoma State graduate, and former Sonoma State Seawolf baseball player, actually baseball pitcher, Ben, you're bringing up a really good point. I saw this study when you when we talk about schools and the Russian schools that the plate size determines how much we actually load onto it. They had you know, s several groups trying different sizes of plates, and when it's a smaller plate, we take less food. When it's a bigger plate, we take more food. When I go to a health food store now and I go just make one round around the salad bar, I end up with about two pounds of salad. It's, the box is full. <laughs> For some reason, I just can't. <laughs> you know, just even, even knowing that and having tiny amounts of each, it ends up being a full box, and that weighs out at two pounds. I would never eat two pounds of, of 
greens and salad and from the salad bar, even though that's healthy food, it brings back quantities. Yeah. And I, yeah. it, it's my experience absolutely too that eating much less actually feels way better. It's mm-hmm. not just what we eat and how we eat it, but yeah. just the sheer quantity. Well, you know, we, we, we seek satisfaction through, through food. There's no doubt about it, rather than being already, already satisfied. You know, we want to, we, we're seeking that. So, I mean, be able to, to, come to, to come to your meal ready to eat and satisfied already in this one I'm choosing to partake. You know, is that conscience choosing? A conscious choice that you can make. And food is just, it's immediate feedback. How do you feel? I mean, so enjoy the preparation, the company you're with, and the choices of your food. A lot of it's mouth pleasure. You know, that, that, yeah. ta- that taste of uh, that taste of the cookie or that taste of sourdough bread, that tastes really good in the mouth. We just don't associate what happens after we put it in our mouth and swallow it. We don't under... The, uh, so, so many people overeat because of that. Do you do portion control at this point? Like, do you I, actually, as an athlete, look at this is what I should eat, and I won't eat any any more than that? I'm more so than I used to. I have a from using those food logs and kind of getting an idea of what a, a piece of meat comes out to be as far as calories and protein. I have become more conscious of that, but. I put more on my plate than almost anyone else in my family just because I like to eat. I love that you have a food log. <laughs> it's, yeah. so it's a very interesting uh, tool. And, and I would think that by the by the amounts of food that you as an athlete, as a big athlete and pitcher need, if you don't eat right, right before you pitch, it could kill your game, right? Oh, absolutely. You've, you've experienced that? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, use, I use a technique called intermittent fasting. A lot of the time, and I've used, and I, that was what I was using over that year, where I gained gained a good amount of uh, muscle. But uh, it's basically putting your food intake into an eight-hour window. And mine at that time was about noon to around nine or eight thirty, and that created a problem for me at times because I wasn't, I was trying to be too strict with that timing, and I would eat too, uh, I would too eat, close to eat too, game. yeah, too close to a game, and then you get full, and you can't really access the energy and access the physical attributes that you need to perform at your best. So uh, over the summer when I was out of school and just playing, uh, playing summer ball, I went back to a strategy I used back in JC, which was eating uh, no closer than two hours out from a game. And I was eating. I wasn't as strict with that. I mean, it was for me, it was kind of, oh, it's game day. I'm just going to be comfortable with what I mean. I'm going to be enjoying the meal, trying to be as comfortable as I am up to first pitch. So it's it turned into more of just eggs bacon avocado and some coffee and i feel great and i had energy throughout the game and then after the game i was really hungry but the uh the less anxiety around getting it perfect as to be get it just being comfortable sure. was uh, a really nice well it is a path for all of us right mm-hmm. yeah. the, the learning never ends and as we change and our bodies change and we get older that might all change again uh, it's more really mm-hmm. the attuneness that we that we have to it i think mm-hmm. and i i heard that you had a shout out pitching game just a few <laughs> weeks ago so yeah. it has made the news at this point it was fun <laughs> it's a lot of fun the function of food from performance to good sleep our topic in this hour of an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg, and more is to come in just a minute. Take a quick break, but stay tuned for more.
And we're back here to an organic conversation, the function of food from performance to good sleep, our topic in this hour. And I'm here in the studio with Ben Herrick, Sonoma State graduate and former Sonoma State Seawolf baseball pitcher, and also his father, Earl Herrick, the founder and owner of Earl's Organic Produce, an organic uh, wholesale distributor uh, dedicated to dealing with only organic produce fruits and vegetables. Thanks again, both of you, for coming in. And bef uh, during the break, mm -hmm. Ben, you were sharing a story of, what was it, Tito Tots? No, oh, pizza, uh, pizza sticks, sticks, Safeway pizza sticks in high school. <laughs> Tell us again, because I think it's such a, a great example where our awareness changes. Mm -hmm. Well, like many uh, young high school kids my age at the time, and probably now still, uh, I went to school right across the street from a Safeway, and that's where pretty much everyone went for lunch. And... Uh, You know, the easiest thing was to go to the hot plate and grab pizza sticks and chicken wings that have been sitting there for who knows how long and chow down during lunch and head back just because it tasted good and it was convenient. I started noticing that uh, it didn't feel as good probably, you know, later in high school, senior year, junior year, most likely senior year, where uh, it would just, you didn't, you couldn't go out to baseball practice after eating pizza sticks for lunch and expect to perform Why? What, what, what did you recognize? How did just it feel? It wasn't real fuel. You know, you'd eat it and you'd have the mouth pleasure of satisfaction to be full for half an hour. And But how did it feel in your body? What was actually your experience? I like just you, tired, just didn't have the energy. You'd, get, you'd have one last sprint or you'd have one last rep and you just didn't have the reserve to, to, to use and... And, uh, and you could say that was because I partied last night. Like, when mm -hmm. did you actually make the connection that was, that was the pizza sticks that made you change <sighs> your approach? Not sure if there was a certain moment, but the you know you'd you'd uh, eat better one day a week, you'd eat better during lunch, and you feel better the next day, and you just start increasing that, and uh, you just start to pretty much associate the results in the field and the results of uh, how I felt when the day was over with what what you, what were you doing as far as nutrition. I'm just fascinated by the awareness that kicks in. Yeah, Earl, when yeah. if somebody listens to this, right, how do you go about it? Do you, in your case, do you eliminate certain foods and then you reintroduce yeah. them? And do you, I mm -hmm. have a yeah. very similar story of being a vegetarian for eight years uh, for ethical reasons. For it was just it was clear that that was my path. And then at a party, I smelled organic curho salmon being grilled on the grill, and <laughs> my body has never spoken up more that you need to eat a piece of that fish yeah. and after eight years i had a, a bite of that fish and i i truly i was high for three days yeah, I, yeah. i could feel the impact of that animal protein in my body uh, immediately whatever you know people say if that's possible or not i just know how much it hit me actually i've had that how same experience that? with fish yeah you know at the time coming out of being a vegetarian for three four years yeah thing. it was a great segue for me it was immediately your bo my body my experience was a a, a smile a, a resonation that was undeniable now you know, why is your attention free at that point? I mean, what is sure. that? Um, for me, I've worked around food most of my life, so there's always that attention. I mean, you know, at work, um, well, we're, all, we're, <laughs> we're walking around eating different types of apples, trying to trick each other in terms of is this a gala or a Fuji or a cameo. And I mean, there's a huge amount of attention on food. We've You sometimes get to the point where 
you actually get numb to it. So, so we have actually designated certain people. Their job is to shout out when they see something great, take a photo, send it to the email, and because we get so used to it. So I don't really know what brings us to that point of that awareness. Uh, it's a time of our life. I don't. It's a, it's a next dot that you get to. That you. Um, it's great though to hear that numbness happens in any level of awareness, right? No matter how yeah. low we go, yeah. Given the presidential election or how high <laughs> we go with perfect produce, mm -hmm. you can get numb anywhere at yeah. any time yeah. and uh, you know, just to wake up back to that and say how does it really how is that coffee every morning you know, well, is it it's about being present you uh -huh. know it, it, isn't that isn't that really the case totally. are, are we here now because if we are then yeah. the fog disappears yeah and then you know Ben it definitely starts with eliminating certain things from your diet refined sugars and kind of empty carbohydrates uh, mm -hmm. if people want to go online check out a great resource I was able to find it's uh It's onnit.com, O-N-N-I-T.com, slash, I think it's slash academy, but if you look around the site, they have a, an academy link, and they have a variety of multitude of different articles regarding uh, nutrition, working out, form, all that kind of stuff. But they have, a, they have a great article called The Elimination Diet, where they go pretty in-depth about this concept of eliminating, of going back to the basics and really understanding what how uh, different foods affect us and what I can remember off the top of my head from that article is you go back to very, you know, very primal diet, uh, protein, vegetables, maybe some sweet potatoes and do that for, you know, four to six weeks and see how your body feels and then slowly reintroduce certain there. things. Yeah, yeah. And then really be very aware of how your body reacts to that whatever it is, whatever you added back in. Yeah, well, you're, you're bringing up a really great point, which is we had several shows, I must confess, and really good shows on f several different diets, vegetarian, paleo, really more as if you want to try this, here's how you do it. Mm -hmm. uh, what no diet would ever be able to really address is that awareness, is the biochemical individuality of all of us, right? Mm -hmm. We have yeah. seven and a half billion people on the planet. There's no food that acts exactly the same way in every single body. Yeah. Um, so what we really have is our own observation above everything, anything, really, right? Yep. No matter what people tell you, how healthy bananas are, if you don't like them or if your body doesn't respond to them, then you shouldn't have bananas, whatever it may be. Yep. And you brought up ancestries. Um, yes. How? What, what have you learned about uh, Well, I got really into my ancestry because, like, being American, I'm not exactly sure where my ancestry, what exactly, it started as where I'm from country-wise. I thought you were a sea wolf. <laughs> I'm not sure what a sea wolf is. <laughs> But as I far as either. Yeah, yeah, right. That's great. Uh, as far back as like where my ancestors came from in Europe, I had heard from my parents that I was mostly Northern European, but we couldn't really narrow it down to I am Scandinavian, I am Scottish, whatever it is. So I went. I found this site called Twenty Three and Me, and you send in a DNA sample from uh, from your saliva, and they basically map out from your genealogy where the majority of your DNA comes from, and you get a. It's about a month before you get back the results. And they send you, and they have a whole site, and you log on, and they have a uh, percentage of Northern Europeans, uh, British Isles, and Ireland, and all these things. And I found out I was mostly Northern European, like they'd said. And that was kind of cool. But then I started researching the site and kind of looking at what they did with the DNA. And they have a whole bunch of different processes they put your DNA through. They can tell you your predispositions. Yeah. yeah, for different uh -huh. uh, things. Yeah. But also, uh, as far as dieting goes, 
you can use that yeah, information great. to understand that, okay, my ancestry comes from Northern European. That, what have they eaten? That associates with a certain group of foods. My body might associate better with that type. So it's more of an experimental thing. I'm yeah, really yeah. But it helps you it. categorize roughly the mm-hmm. world, and right, if you... Yeah, mm-hmm. because have, things come from everywhere, right? Have you done that too, Earl? Are you, you know, I have not. No, yeah. I... You're I, part of that ancestry. I, I know. I hate I to tell you, to <laughs> check this out. No, I haven't done that. It does also bring up ancestry, and then there's blood typing, right, mm-hmm. um, which really st- stuck with me when I studied holistic nutrition 14 years ago. The one thing that stuck was blood typing, that in, in regard to um, biochemical individuality... There are certain blood types, and some are better off with milk. Some are older. I'm blood type O. It's one of the oldest blood types. Mm. Universal donor, any kind of newer grain, newer dairy, newer, none of that works for me. It's the 10,000 years and beyond or before hunter and gatherer type. So I actually fare well on a paleo diet of same thing, very almost primal. no carbs, yeah. yeah, very unprocessed mm-hmm. uh, fish and vegetables or, you know, really clean meat once in a while and vegetables uh, and fruit is basically all I would do. If I if I could eat pine nuts that I pluck myself <laughs> uh, in the high Sierra, that's actually, that would be a totally satisfying meal. It's fascinating mm-hmm. when you hit those core truths. How has that changed for you, Earl, through your life? You being mm-hmm. the oldest person in the studio here right now. Yeah, right now here I am. Uh, well, I think I mentioned it before. I, I've, I've really simplified my diet. I've really. Uh, but how did it start off when you were when you were Ben's age? Well, at that point, I was just waking up, not unlike Ben, to what am I eating, and uh, I'm not sure where that came from. Where that came, you know, some of it was was the '60s, child of the '60s. So you're, you're you started looking at everything, but maybe everybody that age is anyway. Whether you're 20 years old. And questioning all that, I just started eliminating. I think eliminating certain things is very, very uh, accurate. I mean, it can lead to you drilling down on what works for you. For me, I've eliminated bread altogether. So that's a big gluten thing and then all the pastas. But that process was just a gradual one of of, of reading something, talking to people. I'll try that. I'll try that. And And we are part of society, so the whole paleo gluten-free whatever you are exposed to in 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 your culture in your neighborhood or your community where you live uh, those are interesting invitations Mm -hmm. i think to to explore more who you really are and what that means for you right what what that food intake um, then would translate to for you uh you don't strike me as a diet follower though no i know i'm not uh yeah, you know, I'm a I'm a real simple vegetable guy, really. I can sit around and just eat vegetables. <laughs> I was are. I was a period of time where I would just have broccoli for dinner and feel and and be great with that. But again, I, I'm not out there doing triathl triathlons and that kind of stuff. But uh, even in the world of vegetables, and it's a great segue. We have starchy vegetables. We, yeah. have, we have potatoes, sweet potatoes. We have g- leafy greens. Even that is a world in itself. Mm. While maybe much better than what we what else we could eat and find, um, seems like any diet I've ever discussed or any any meal plan had vegetables at their basis. Like if if you don't have that, you don't really have much else. Like it, that's the yeah. foundation of every of everything that we should eat. 
Yes, I, I, I've, I, that's definitely my experience. I mean, uh, load up with the vegetables. And still to navigate, still a world oh. to navigate. Oh, my goodness. The world of vegetables. Then you were just saying you, you walked into, the yes. first time, actually, you visited your dad's company. For a long time, produce. a long yeah. time, yeah. And uh, how was that? What did I you experience? It was very eye-opening. I mean, I've, I'd worked at the company for a couple summers back in high school. This is six, seven years ago now. And since then, I've gone through college, and he has moved up in the world as far as size and yeah, everything's yeah. different now but I was able to uh, tag along on a tour he was able to give some I don't know who it was but it was a big group of people and I got to see him kind of take us through the uh, through the warehouse again and it was just fascinating to really reintroduce yourself to the sheer variety that we have as far as produce and ve produce and vegetables and fruits and stuff because they're like I was saying before the show that I have kind of in my I never liked vegetables before. Like I said earlier, I was the son, you know, the cobbler's son wears no shoes. And so in my reintroduction, I guess, to vegetables and understanding that they're important, you need to eat them. I've kind of curtailed myself into a very small subset of the, of leafy greens and that, you know, you're sweet okay. Potatoes. Yeah, they're good. I like them. They're good for you, but that's all I'm eating. And regardless of season, it's just kind of, it's always kale. It's always spinach. It's always, not really arugula, but it's always kale, spinach, romaine <laughs> of some sort. But, getting reintroduced to the sheer variety that we have, it made me open my eyes to maybe I should look more into what's in season, what's what's here now, and expand my uh, my consciousness around vegetables a little bit more because your body will adjust to whatever you ask it to do, ask it to process, ask it to do physically. It'll find a way to adjust. We are master adapters at that. So when you just eat a certain amount of foods your body becomes very used to those and it and it kind of just becomes not lazy but it variety is like the best thing you can do because you wake up your body cool and we want to talk about variety earl yeah. um, and what's in season now of course yes. the function of food from performance to good sleep our topic in this hour of an organic conversation a fascinating conversation with ben herrick Athlete, Sonoma State graduate, former Sonoma State Seawolf baseball pitcher, and his dad, Earl Herrick, of course, the founder and owner of Earl's Organic Produce. In this show with me today, I'm Helga Helberg. We'll take a quick break, but so much more is coming, including what's happening on the produce dock right now. Stay tuned for more. And we're back here to an organic conversation. I'm Helge Helberg. The function of food is our topic in this hour for performance to good sleep. 
And again, I'm here in the studio with Earl Herrick, the founder and owner of Earl's Organic Produce, and Ben Herrick, his son. We talked about, before the break, seasonality expanding mm. once commonly picked, you know, the same. Uh, I completely hear you, Ben, that there's, even for me, who's, I would consider, absolutely, I don't like the f term foodie, but who's food aware, I tend to stick to my 10 produce items, maybe 12, and I'm missing 400, 500, maybe throughout the season, <laughs> 2,000. It's a really good reminder, and uh, who better than to talk about that, those warehouses full of healthy fruits and vegetables right now every month changing how do you mm -hmm. wh what do you do with that earl and how yeah. do you navigate it and how do, how does that affect your diet i mean you can't even yeah. you can't taste everything or, no, or do you no no i i don't uh <laughs> you know following the seasons you know we're i'm a big component of that eat what's in season and obviously i'm there seeing what's coming in talking to growers it's exciting and then so I, i'm i'm already had that momentum so we're at a perfect time right now in the end of October, this, this change of the season is happening. And but usually that would mean for me, oh, now fresh apples are in. Mm -hmm. And then after the apples, oh, I'm going to get, you know, eight pears throughout right. four, five, six weeks. And then yep. that, those have moved on. Mm -hmm. And yet there were 40 other items during those eight weeks of pears. Yeah, um, whether they're... How um, do you stay snappy? Like, how do you, how can you... How can you um, know that these are the six items you eat this month and next month you're completely changing all of them or half of them at least? Well, that, well, how I know is because that's what I do. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I really. And, and also I'm a conscious shopper. So I go into stores looking for not just what I want. I'm, I'm here to buy these apples. I'm cruising. I'm walking through an orchard. I mean, that's, that's the way I, I look at it. So I'm walking through, seeing what's there. I've, as we've said in this show so many times, I'm talking to the produce person. What do you like? Uh, what do you recommend today? And how, how would you, it seems like most grocery stores, even natural food stores, have kind of 80% of the same segment, no matter what. Yes. If the apples are not local, then they're from Argentina. It doesn't matter. You, you will yeah. find roughly almost all the items wherever they are. How do you know, how do you pick, how do you move with the seasonality if you're just a shopper, if that's not your life? Mm -hmm. Well, a couple of things, again, get that relationship going with your produce person. And ask what's new. Ask what's new and look what's what's on special. See what they have big signs on. And also, I mean, it depends how, how much you want to get into it. Being social is is a very positive thing. Seeing what other people eat, seeing what other people are, are fixing talking about food so outside of work and outside of being outside in in the woods i i like being in in in, in uh, retail food outlets because it's exciting to me and there are sites and it's totally great to plug yours earlsorganic.com mm -hmm. where you have literally several times a week now oh, yeah. the uh, figs are in and yes. it's not just figs; these three varieties, and this is how they're fair. This and yeah. these are heirloom tomatoes. And the other th you, I want to get more ba back to what yeah. you had asked me, mm -hmm. and that was uh, how do you know? Part of it also is is re is looking at the magazines, and, and and there's always a food section in the newspaper, and they're always tipping you off to stuff. Mm -hmm. That's another way just to be aware. Yeah, yeah. Ben. Oh, I was just going to ask from uh, somebody like me who's a little less 
a little younger than you guys who might not be as comfortable going into a grocery store and asking the local produce guy, you know, what's in season, what should I eat? Is there like a calendar on your site that has what's in mm. season when? Is there kind of a general rule of thumb I can use to this? It's around this time of year. This is more likely to be in season than not. Yeah, there is. You go to our website, there is a calendar. We also do blogs and write up articles about what's in season, what we what we want to talk about. Um, yeah, that's the key for us. We realize that's what that's our responsibility and that's what we like to do. And this show, I mean, you know, there, there are several. Um, if somebody really wants to know where the country is moving produce-wise, uh, there are enough resources mm. now, clearly, with this food movement yeah. that we've seen over the last 10 or 20 years, um, including this show where we have you on every week and you bring mm -hmm. us the newest thing. It's not just the fun little segment. It really announces the the change of the grocery stores yeah. and you know it could be the change of our diets that's mm -hmm. the idea to mm -hmm. to initiate that internal conversation of am i done with strawberries and what's next what does yeah. my body want right now maybe it, that's what we can talk about what's next yeah and it's beautiful <laughs> when we talk about seasonality that nature actually provides if we stay fairly local within a few hundred miles from from where we live nature provides exactly what we need exactly at the right time of the year right no doubt about it whatever it may be right now but leafy greens and vegetables uh, leafy greens in, in winter when we need chlorophyll sunlight because we don't have enough sunlight in our lives we can have it through our diet it's it's fascinating if you really melons in summer when we're dehydrated you can pick yep. any week of the year yep. and see what's available and that's what the body needs food is actually here to support us if we just let it We're interdependent. <laughs> we're interdependent. So we're almost out of time, but of course, what is what's the item of the week yeah. right now? Oh, it's, it's Satsuma mandarins. <laughs> we're interdependent because yes. that that is just emerging right oh, now. Yes. We've had them around here at our warehouse about a week, and they're and, and they're good from the get go. You don't have to wait a couple of weeks. So they're your favorite. They really are. So all through November, all through December, even a little bit into January, Satsuma mandarins. That is a deal. It's perfect for you right now. High in synephrine, vitamin C. It's exactly what our body needs. Also, you're going talking about the leafy greens. What's really what's nature providing for us right now are those deep green greens, and that's the collards, the kales, the mustard greens. Just coming back, right? Yeah, as, and as and, the sun fades, the greens yeah. are coming back. And they're up. better now. This is really the time of year because the starch turns to sugar with that cold snap, and this is the time to really enjoy that. And all the root products: turnips, parsnips, carrots, beets. They're the sweetest. They're the best right now. That's cool. what to be eaten. Ben, any Ben, any last words on? Oh, just to touch on that in season, it's a move back to sustainability. It's a way that we can, you know, eat healthy and and support the planet and its natural process because we are so disconnected as a society from the general, you know, health of the world that we're eating whatever we want whenever we want. So we don't really get to understand that there is a process, there is a you know a time and place to eat what's what's in season now, and. Uh, You know, it's a good opportunity to exercise that. I love that, uh, the yeah. topic of sustainability, because we, 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 we haven't really inherited the world from our fathers or grandfathers. We are borrowing it from Ben. So <laughs> there you go. Keep that in mind. <laughs> uh, any, any last words from you, Earl? This was such a fascinating uh, hour and we, so quick. <laughs> we, we, you know, one of, the, one of the things we had talked about, um, 
you know, how do salads change this time of year? And I oh, asked. Oh, I know. I, well, I, it was interesting. I put it out to, to part of my staff, and they just shot back all this great stuff. That's and, how. That's what started the show. I'm yeah. like, let's talk yeah, about yeah. fall salads because I am. I yeah. love warm salads. I love you know green yeah. normal salads, room temperature, but then add it with some roasted squash or with some pear mm-hmm. or persimmon or we, pomegranate. We, or, yeah, there were th- oh. there were three particular fruit items that jumped out throwing getting into the fall salads they were pomegranates persimmons and satsumas which are all out right now and they're great with the hearty greens the chicories so and on then you throw in some nuts and there's this perfect melding of what's in season what your body craves and what's available yeah beautiful perfect stuff beautiful and you mentioned yeah chicory there are in many forms like a little bit wilted i mean Mm -hmm. you can you can make it actually fall feeling right oh yeah Uh, those salads are that's where it's at yes they're well, and they're, and they're going to be strong and they're going to be really vibrant and they're going to be really sweet and and rich much you know in summer the salad go. has the function of being light and mm-hmm. you know easy this right. is kind of way heartier oh it's right? a meal it's a, it's a meal exactly yeah. let's put some recipes on on our websites yeah i will do Shall that we okay absolutely that's of It'll course earlsorganic.com or an organic conversation.com also facebook uh, forward slash and organic conversation.com or else organic on Facebook fall salads uh, pomegranate roasted butternut squash wild rice leafy greens persimmons beautiful a little bit of uh, fennel sausage maybe exactly yeah <laughs> great sound like a salad <laughs> thank you so much for coming in uh, again that's a big thanks to Ben Herrick former Sonoma sea- State Seawolf baseball pitcher athlete and um, using this time right now. What's the next move, Ben? Actually, back to work at Earl's, and uh, yeah, and moving forward in my baseball career. Great for more exposure on produce. Um, and Earl Herrick, founder and owner of Earl's Organic Produce. Again, that website is earlsorganic.com. Thank you so much for coming in. Such no a good. pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Wonderful. That's an organic conversation. The function of food from performance to good sleep. Hopefully, you got inspired to reawaken to how food feels and what you're eating when. I'm Helga Helberg. We'll be back with another episode next week. Thanks for listening. And that was this week's edition of An Organic Conversation. Thanks for listening. A big thank you to our associate producer, Kristen Ponger. An Organic Conversation is made possible through listeners like you and the fantastic support of our underwriters. Earl's Organic Produce, a national distributor providing certified organic fruits and vegetables for your store, home, or business. Are you a chef, have a catering business, or planning a party, or simply just love organic produce? Anyone can buy directly from Earl's Organic at wholesale prices. The website is earlsorganic.com. And also Fry Vineyards, America's first certified organic winery, producing organic and certified biodynamic wine without synthetic sulfites or other preservatives. Family owned and operated since 1980. Fry Vineyards, Mendocino County award-winning wines. For more information, frywine.com. That's F-R-E-Y-W-I-N-E.com. Thank you as well to Bowman College, focused on holistic nutrition and culinary arts for over 20 years. 
Bowman College offers professional training programs that prepare individuals for careers as nutrition consultants and natural chefs. Their website is bowmancollege.org. That's B-A-U-M-A-N college.org. If you miss parts of this show or for any other episode, go to anorganicconversation.com or subscribe to our show on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play so you'll never miss an episode. And for more information, health tips, recipes, and your daily dose of inspiration, find us on Facebook and Instagram at An Organic Conversation. And our Twitter handle is Talk Organic. I'm Helge Helberg, and we'll be back with another great episode right here. Same place, same time next week. See you then.